Hi, welcome to Anto Notes. This is episode 91. Today we're going to talk about the greatest American hero. I noticed I got a lot of downloads recently because of our adventures with the A-Team. And I guess there's a lot of nostalgia about 1980s television. They just don't write them like them anymore, do they? I guess it's just more or less different kinds of shows, but TV runs in trends, and that's basically the way things are. The greatest American hero ran from March 18th to uh, 1981 to 1983 in February. It lasted for three years, and that was it. I remember I wrote an article about this a, a few years ago, and I forgot to include the third season. Oh, well. But uh, we'll just talk about season one uh, today, so there'll be part one. And everybody will have to wait with bated breath for part two and part three, but we'll, we'll get there. As time goes on. So, question. What if a group of aliens, benevolent aliens, like the ones in E.T. or the ones in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, came down to you and said, here you go. You have a superhero suit that only you can wear, and you get superpowers when you wear it. Uh, the same act, the same guy who worked on the A-Team and a lot of other shows... Uh, was basically running around working for a lot of different TV networks. So at that time, he was working for ABC. Now, this one woman, her name was Marcella. Yes, that's my mom's name. She went and uh, said to him, I want you to do a superhero show. He said, superhero show? He said, let me kick it around and let me think about it. He says, go right ahead. But he said, never turn anything down in this business because something can be really special. And he had a feeling that this could be special. But he says, according to his interview on the DVD, he never read a comic book. He never read Superman. He never read Marvel. So he just had this brilliant idea, though. He went back to ABC. He says, this is my provision to do the show. He said, what's that? He says, the powers come from the costume, not the guy. And they went, hmm, that's interesting. Okay, sure, why not? We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. And so that's what the pilot episode is more or less about. The Greatest American Hero Pilot 1, the first episode, is in a, uh, takes, was uh, shown right after the Super Bowl in 1981. So it was a big uh, two-hour adventure. It was shown as two parts later on when it was shown again. But this is what it's basically about. Ralph is a school teacher. is out on a school uh, trip with his uh, friends. And he's more or less not from Mars, not from the future, not from some alien world. He's just a regular, everyday guy. And he's out there with an FBI agent who's named Bill Maxwell, played by the great Robert Culp. And the aliens come down, tell them, here's this superhero suit that only Ralph can wear, that when he puts it on, he gets super abilities. But he loses the instruction manual that allows him to control all the power. So they kind of have to be in the superhero business now, and they don't know how to control this. Along the way, they meet... Uh, Pamela, who's his attorney, Ralph is going through a divorce, and he has a son. Later on, we don't know what happens to the son. He doesn't uh, appear in the in the show anymore. I don't know why. But 
uh, eventually, uh, Pamela becomes his girlfriend. She was originally just supposed to be a girlfriend of the week, but she was so nice. As Campbell said, we can't get rid of her. She's too good. We need a third member of this team so they can rely on somebody. And so she is and using her legal skills. They can help them get out of trouble. I mean, you are kind of, it is kind of ridiculous to run around in these red long johns. Oh, and by the way, the uh, symbol on uh, Ralph's suit, they didn't have a symbol yet. So, you know, like Superman has an S, Spidey has a spider, Batman has the bat, you know, the Flash has the lightning bolt. What was his symbol? So they took a pair of scissors. Yes, a pair of scissors that you see normally uh, when you've used it in school or used it in crafts or any of those things that you use it for, usually with a, a black handle or it has a silver handle, one of those large pair of scissors, and it said, that's the symbol. I know, it's bizarre, but that's what happens. So Ralph is learning to master this costume, and he doesn't like wearing it, and, and Robert Cat, William Cat said he hated wearing it because it was very snug and very uncomfortable. And when they uh, would run around and he would use it, he would... Uh, well, he has to take three steps, and he has to learn how to fly. He has to learn how to speed run. He has to learn, you know, control his strength and and so forth. So they bust a group of bad guys, and they realize they've got to work on this together. Now, the uh, Campbell said that the the interesting thing is the dichotomy between the three characters. Uh, Pam is their loving, caring, understanding person. Ralph would want to take the superhero suit and save the, not the world, but the whales or the the redwood trees or put out wildfires or do something like that with it. While Bill Maxwell wants him to go into the Kremlin and bust the communists or stop uh, terrorism or paramilitaries or uh, drug dealers or any other uh, bad guys. So that's basically what he does. So by the end of this, they realize they're in the superhero business. Okay? In the hit car, we get more of that. You know, Ralph and Bill really don't want to work together. And then they bring Pam into this. And they say, okay, now we have to work together. A gangster is uh, more or less legit. His name is Dancer. And he's got this mysterious armored car that basically can take carry out assassinations so there's this dorky uh dancer uh girl ralph is trying to put on a production of taming of the shrew and while all that's going on so we've got them too one of the students is this young guy named tony we talked about him last week on anton knows because he's the hero in streets of fire he went on to do other things, uh, too, but there you go. The uh, young girl that is Tony's girlfriend, she went on to be the TV sh the, one of the leads in the TV show V. Remember the one about the nasty lizards? She's one of the human scientists that uh, is trying to stop the visitors. So Ralph and Bill work together and stop this hitman, 
Bill kind of goes a little bit overboard because he's about to uh, uh, stop this uh, uh, guy. He gets this girl to the courthouse, even gets wounded and banged up. But Ralph, uh, uh, you know, doesn't want to help him, but then asked, wants to help him because he's he's his friend. Uh, Bill Maxwell said that it, it's sort of like Merlin and King Arthur learning how to be a hero. And I get, obviously, yes, that's exactly what they're doing. So... Uh, they stop these guys, but they go to the school because Bill goes and throws a bunch of spaghetti on the bad guy's uh, uh, pants and then says, come and get me. But he takes him to the school when they're all trying to do Taming of the Shrew, and Ralph has to put on his uh, magic uh, suit, defeats the villains, and damages the hit car, and they surrender. Okay, not a bad episode, pretty good. Here's looking at you, kid. It's all about more about Ralph discovering that he can become invisible. And there is this uh, plot about... Usually the crime plot is secondary in the first season. There's this whole bit about Ralph and Bill trying to uh, stop the um, some kind of crime. Bill is usually on the crime end of it, and Ralph is usually on the let me try to get my life in order kind of thing. So uh, this is basically about a, uh, this, uh, this, this uh, thing to go to work on this. They are trying to uh, find this gun site for an airplane. The airplane was hijacked uh, and stolen by these paramilitaries and they're trying to sneak it into a, uh, a consulate so that they can sell it to the highest bidder. But unfortunately, just like a Marvel character, Ralph is trying to impress Pam's parents. And they're not really sure if they really want to meet this Ralph because he seems to not be punctual and stuff like that. He runs around in this suit and he turns invisible and then he can't, like, control it. So sometimes he's visible, sometimes he's not visible, and so forth. So there you go. Uh, the interesting thing about his name, Ralph Hinckley, uh, the, assassin- the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan happened at the same time. So Hinckley was the, name of the, the last name of the assassin. So they sometimes you'll hear... In the first two seasons, Hankley, Hinkley, Honkley, with some clever uh, editing, you uh, you hear that. Okay. Uh, uh, Saturday on the uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, uh, Beverly Hillbillies or uh, Beverville. I'm sorry. Uh, these FBI uh, agents are some Russian bad guys that are uh, after them. There's a lot of that going on here on Euro. Uh, it's not a bad episode, uh, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, but they uh, use the suit in order to stop these Russian uh, agents. Ramblin' Rose is about the one of the, Ralph's students' uh, mother gets into trouble, so now Ralph and Bill have to use their connections in order to help save her because she gets involved with some bad people and stuff like that. Uh, my heroes have always been cowboys, 
uh, stars one of the lone one of the Lone Rangers. Yes, uh, Ralph grew up with the Lone Ranger, and he uh, that was his hero. That was the model of the, a true blue hero to him, and he actually meets him at a shopping mall along with Silver. And Ralph does not know if he should really carry on being a hero. A little old lady almost gets hit by a bus while they're trying to stop some bad guys. And Ralph uh, almost gets her killed. And he puts away the suit. He says, sitting in a closet, just waiting to get old. Ralph, uh, Bill's like, come on, you have to basically get your confidence. So he takes the kids to see the Lone Ranger and to see this model of understanding that who he was. And in the end, he gets his confidence back. He says, if he was running around today, do you think that the Lone Ranger uh, would still be, he would look like uh, somebody crazy? He says, do you think that would stop the Lone Ranger? And Ralph says, no. So that's it. Fireman is about Ralph, uh, another Ralph student, our, our friend uh, Tony. He gets into trouble now, uh, these kids are like learning disabled students and problems with, you know, they're kind of the misfits of, of this group and they don't know exactly what to do with them. So nobody uh, wants to work with them. They're not exactly enthusiastic. Hey, Mr. H, you know, that kind of thing. So, but they become uh, friends with them. And uh, so Tony gets into trouble when he uh, gets it, Ralph gets him a job is to repossess cars, and then turns out that there's a group of arsonists that are firemen. These guys who dress up in asbestos suits and burn property. So Bill gets involved because they burn some federal records. Ralph and Bill stop the uh, thing. Now, all again, this is all about this dichotomy. You know, which one is going to win out? And how does Pam fit into all this? And what do they do? And in the end, they save uh, Tony's from going to jail. And they stop the real thieves and um, and break them. Now, according to uh, the creator of the show, he says this was his favorite episode because they would kick around ideas about what they want to do next. And they said... The best desk scenario was one of their favorites. This is about going and upping down the corporate ladder. Pam and Ralph go up the ladder. Uh, Pam is given uh, another part of her firm and can be made a partner. While Ralph is made temporarily the new uh, vice principal. And so, you know, he's an understanding guy and stuff like that. He's a little bit not not as rough around the edges as other vice principals. And Bill is kicked down to the basement because his last case was a little too sloppy. Interesting casting here. One of the guys who's one of the directors at the FBI, the same actor who plays him, went on later to play in the 90s. Remember Family Channel when it used to be just the Family Channel? And there used to be a version of Zorro on that show. He played the lead. He played Don Diego, a.k.a. Zorro. And that was a really good version of Zorro, and he was in that. Anyway, our heroes stop a group of gangsters who are trying to bust uh, uh, the... Uh, they, they think that the, they're trying to stop this firm 
that Pam's a part of. They the mistaken identity. So this one gangster is like, I've got you know ice cream melting at my kid's birthday party. What are you doing here? You know, why did you attack those guys? That was that wasn't part of our plan. So they cancel some kind of deal in California, and they threaten one of uh, Pam's. Uh, uh, bosses. In the end, they stop them, of course, and there's a big showdown uh, at the end. Yep, and that's about it for this first season. Now, before we uh, fly off into the sunset, we'll uh, talk about one thing and one thing alone. The best theme song of the 1980s. Uh, Michael Post... Uh, composed it and lyrics by Stephen uh, Guinan and uh, it was sung by Joseph man this name Steele and sung by Joey Scarberry okay what a great song now the song is called believe it or not but it also if you remember those old mixtapes that used to be able to you used to be able to buy them at like uh, you you name a record store. They used to sell records at one time in a supermarket. At one time, like Pathmark used to have a record uh, collection too, and you also could buy places like Tape World and a couple of other things. I remember my my sister had this uh, thing, and we used to play it outside. When you you go play outside, you would go. Play this, uh, play this mixtape of all the the best hits of 1981. So that was one of the big hits of 1981, the the greatest American hero theme. Believe it or not, it has great lyrics. It captures the essence of the show completely. We talk about you know me falling for you. Why should have been somebody else? There you go. And one this one song about go just like the light of a new day hit me from out of the blue, you know, there you go. So, great lyrics, great song, probably one of the best uh, theme songs of all that. Uh, Does anybody remember that? Maybe more people remember the theme song than they do the actual show. Oh, that's from a TV show, they'll say. Now, as for my personal reflections with The Greatest American Hero, Wednesday nights at ABC. I used to watch that every Wednesday night. They moved the show around a lot. And that's a death sentence for a TV show. Uh, And I used to like to watch it a lot. When it came on in reruns later on in like the 90s, they would show it on Channel 9 before the uh, baseball game. Or they'd show it late at night or like 2 or 3 in the morning. We'll talk about season two. Things change, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. What happened? Why did Stephen J. Campbell leave the show? And what happened to some of the original people that worked on this show? Why did ABC change it? And whatever happened to the greatest American hero? We'll get to that when we get to the end in season three. So I'll see you again on another Anto Knows. Believe it or not, it's just me.